What's up, Digi Destin? Cardboard Mimic here, and I just wanted to let you guys know that we're having a free Digimon TCG Winnebox webcam tournament via our Discord server, Cataclysmic Cardboard. The tournament will be this Saturday, uh, December the 3rd, at 6.30 p.m. If you guys are able to play, come join us. If you can't play and you want to watch, we're going to have all the tables viewable so you can watch what's going on. Just come hang out with us. But join the Discord server, sign up through Challenge, and come play some games with us. Free BT9 box for the first place winner. Thanks, guys. Would you like some shitty players to podcast about a game they're not good at? What's up, DigiDestin? Thank you for listening to the Security Check Digimon TCG podcast. Make sure to join the Cataclysmic Cardboard Discord server via the link in the description. And now, let's jump into the digital world. So, this episode, we're talking about deck building. Uh Uh-huh, yep. Our surprise top 64 um, jank deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tournament results from the Ultimate Cup? Oh, yeah. And Jordan will be excited about the uh, Australia first place. Yep, I missed the Australia. Oh, it was Bloom Lord. Oh, yep. hey. Nice, nice. When you said that, I was like, okay, so this is either... Uh... Either Bloom Lord or uh, somebody's uh, made uh, four great dragons work. Not yet. We haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> I, don't know. No, I don't know if we'll ever make it that far, but I'm determined. By God, they're, they're, listen, it's not for lack of effort already. People are trying, but we'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> People are trying. Oh yeah, I'm glad, we, I'm glad we did this over the picture. This because now I can just hover over the card. Thank you. And this this Beelzebub deck is all over the place. This it's got so I, many one ofs. That's what I was just looking at. I was like, one of Gazi, one of Dober, one of which you know the hybrid, one Black War, one Neo Devi. Okay, all the Beelzebubs. <laughs> so here's the cool thing about purple. And the reason there's so many one ofs. Uh, you get the option as it's all in the trash, whenever you use your recursion stuff to get it out of the trash, you can use what you need at the time. So it doesn't lock you into, hey, I have to play this specific thing. That's why there's so many rookies in purple that people play two of because they. Do I want memory boost? Do I want draw? Do I want this? You get to choose. Oh, and and I watched this whole video. What was the guy's name? I feel bad now because I don't want to. CK. Yeah, and he had a he had a cool, very cool intro and super charming personality. I actually suggest. I subscribed to him because I liked how he went into it because um, so he gives the rundown 
uh, of his deck. And, of course, the Sakmons, we'll start off with the rookies there. So he went with the standard, um, you know, 12 to 13 rookie build. And, of course, he's got, what is it, 13? Yes. No, he's got 12. Yeah, he's got 12. So he's got the basic Imp Mons. So, you know, we talked about archetypes, and he just went with the Imp Mons there. Um Sakmons, he talked about changing uh, because he was planning for Kroos. You know, he was planning for um, running into a ton of Crossheart. And so now he feels like he was, should run one Sakmon and two Gazis. But it's just like uh, Andrew said, all those weird one-ofs like the Dobermons, uh, the Loewemon, uh, Black War, Growmon, he can grab those when he needs those. And it's just for the effects to whatever stack he wants to build off of. Which is kind of cool. Like, it looks real scattered, but um, seeing how Neo Devimon, uh, what's great about it is um, it's Tamer hating away. Uh, you can play it, and if they play an opponent's turn, when an opponent plays a Tamer, they, you gain three memory. Which is really good. Well, yeah, just but... always, always gives that toolbox ability, mm -hmm. so you can do what you need to. Which is nice because depending on the scenario, because now when you, when you think about it like a toolbox, like, okay, if you're just looking at a set and you're like, man, I grabbed the wrong thing. You can sit there and, here, bud. Uh, but anyway, what I was saying was, is if you look at it like a toolbox, he can grab anything he wants. Like if he needs black or growl, maybe for the security check or he needs yeah, Neo Devion. Yeah. Like he can grab whatever he wants. Like he was talking about how he wants Balmon to die, but people wouldn't. So it's like, it's effect is when attacking, you may trash up to three cards, which is what you want to do. And then on deletion, if you have 10 or more cards in your trash, you can play one Billsmon. Well, people wouldn't block it, he said. So sometimes he would get two checks until it finally was forced to die. <laughs> and he would be like, oh, okay, cool. So he would just get free swings with it. That's, and that's the same thing with uh, Bagger Army. Like, it upsets me when my security checks go through and they don't die, so I don't get to save them. But at the same time, hey, that get to do another security check next turn. Yeah, he got 46. I think is what he said in the post. Yeah, he got 46 place going six and three. Uh, Valley Boys Digimon TCG on YouTube. Yeah, that was I can, it. I can definitely see what he's going for. Um He's got a lot of tech cards in there for specifically for the meta, it feels like. Like he's got two of the BT ten Beelzemon, which counters go wide strategies. Mm -hmm. Um he's got the Neo Devimon in there to counter Tamers. Uh obviously he's got the Psychmon and the Gazimon in there for uh, memory blocking and cross blocking. 
he's also got a lot of fun ways to choke uh to memory choke because if you look at the uh promo wizard mon um it's when a card is trashed from your deck gain one memory and then also you have Solmon. uh one t- your turn once per turn when a card is trashed from your deck gain one memory so that can be pretty cool because then you could literally play a uh, something like Dobermon and on deletion you trash three cards from your deck. So you, yeah, I mean, it's, there's yeah, just a lot of ways. Got, or if you got the BT2 Intmon in there on deletion trash three. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, I've always felt like this about purple. You guys know purple is definitely not my color. I think it's super cool. It's just too much for my brain. Not saying I couldn't figure it out. It's just that's something I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to do anymore. And, um, but yeah, it works. I mean, clearly it works. And I think it catches people off guard just because of how it has a little bit of everything. Toolbox decks have always been like that. You know, it's hit or miss. But if they go into a set meta with a strategy, if their toolbox, if their kit's prepared, that's what it's there for. It's there to so you can grab stuff and shut it down when the opportunity comes up. And I think that's why um, Metal Gar, like he said, his matchups against Melga went really well. Uh, so it's because he's got a couple of blockers. He's got two mm-hmm. of the starter deck Devamon, which is yeah. evolve. I think it's Digivolve for one and five uh, K yeah. blocker. I could see that helping out a whole lot to slow the game down, buy him enough time to get his trash full and then pop off. I hadn't seen any Beelzebub decks using that black or ground one before either. I like that a lot. Um, really, really big combo potential with that thing. Well, he was even mentioning that he didn't get to use it that much. That's what he thought. He was like, you know, this will be... And he said it was funny. People were so unprepared. It almost felt like champion rush or rookie rush because like he would be able to get in these swings just because he's like, okay, I need things to die. I need to trash things. And people just, I guess, not knowing what the deck done. You know, when you see purple. To, yeah. They're, wor- they're worried about what it's going to do more than actually playing the game on the end. Me, every time I play you and Bogger Army, I mean, I know I'll get it down, but I'm always like, wait, is that the one that if I delete it, it does this, and he puts it under you? <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a real fast solution to that problem, Mikey. Just delete you. <laughs> I don't, I don't play Black Oak. I don't play War Greymon. I don't play Black War Grey. Hey, buddy, uh, just just throw uh, one or two of them in there. Yeah, I mean you're <laughs> run, you're running red. You're running the Greymon line. You could have him as a tech inclusion, just like one or two Black or Greymons, just in I case. Mean, as I the play, emergency button. I played two Black War Greymons and Ragnarok. Well, you said that, and like it, it boggles my mind how I never thought about just throwing in. And this isn't even this is the same color scheme. You could even throw it into freaking Gammon. You could when you when you showed me Greymon, I was like, you could throw because I mean technically Black Agumon is a dragon too. So I was like, holy cow, you could even throw that in there. 
it it's it's really weird. We're we're opening up a lot, especially uh, EX3 allowing a lot of those weird cross abilities. And I guess this is the first time that you know the second little set we've had with cross, but dragon being so wide and in the next set aquatic which in this one it started is i looked up the rule and i was like oh man i was like um shoot what's his name from this set um that plays off cedramon and stuff major stramon yeah and i was looking and it's so cool because it breaks it up into three types now it's aqua so it counts aquatic and aqua because there's cards with just aqua and i was like oh that's cool so there's like also cards I, with aqua beast yes so like those all count as long as it's read the card <laughs> we're going back to that it's like if that is in its thing it, it opens up the box but i'm super reading glad the card that... explains the card <laughs> yeah who'd have thunk it who'd have thought especially ex3 when well, I was about to say, unfortunately, in EX3, that may not be true because of all the erratas. Reading the card may, in fact, not explain the card. Read, read the errata page. Just have it open. <laughs> like the Webster's Dictionary on the table. Let's see. But he follows a standard structure here for the most part, though. Like, even if you look at... Because uh, it looks like he has a ton of champions, right? But if you count them all, he's got, what, four... Six, eight, nine, ten. Okay, he's yeah, he's got ten, ten champions. He's got around you know six ultimates, and then he's got his megas. So it's I mean, he three, follows three Belmont, two. That's five, six, seven. So he's got he's got seven level fives, and then um, seven level sixes. And then three level sevens, but one of those level sevens is Death Axe. So, yeah. But he follows that same little structure and he runs very few tamers. So, only only the three. The I and Mako is all you need. That's your memory tamer and that's your combo tamer for a big finish with blast mode. mm -hmm. That's all you need. He runs his memory boosts, um, both of them. Glaive and Glaive and Mist. Mist. Death the Cannon. Yeah. Which is cool. Because those work real well in that type of deck. I'm glad to see this because by gosh, that means my TCG player stuff's gonna sail. <laughs> it's not that I don't like Beelzemon. I think he's one of the coolest characters ever his arc is phenomenal it's just his purple guys uh, yeah, i'm not the biggest purple player either but i just like that this just goes to show you you know but you mikey can, you, you love you can make you it work OTK. you love otk decks mikey and that's at the heart of it that's what this deck is your whole goal is to just pop off with blast mode and hit somebody for like four security checks at one time yeah i know but I think I blame it on my ADD. If I have too many options, I just... <laughs> Your brain goes in all directions at once and just explodes. Yeah. Can't I understand that. that. I understand that. I, I For a long time, I struggled with open world games because there's just 
it's impossible to do everything. And when it comes mm-hmm. to video games, I'm kind of a completionist. I hate leaving anything undone. Like I hate leaving open threads whenever I finish a game. So open world games like that have been a struggle for me for forever. But honestly, I haven't actually completed an open world game in forever. If I go to play a game like that, like Skyrim, probably one of the most well-known, most popular open world games ever. If I go to play Skyrim, I've never beaten the main story of Skyrim. I've done obscene amounts of side content, but I've never completed a main story because whenever I play those games, I just get into a mindset of, I'll go wherever the game takes me. <laughs> wherever the wind blows. See, that's that's like this deck. I, I think it's cool. I love that he did so well with it. And this also brings us back, like this is the whole archetype thing. And it's also a theme. It revolves around Beelzemon, but uh, I like it first off because it's not a main character. It's not Greymon. You know, it's not tribal Greymon. It's not because uh, at the heart, if you look at uh, Mental uh, Grumon X, it's basically tribal, you know, Grumon. And then you look at War Greymon X, it's tribal. You know, like it kind of goes away from that just because there is some stuff. That can, search, just, that can search anything, or it can it can help you synergize with all of your cards without yeah. actually being limited only to those cards. See, this this is something like where Jellymon fails is because Jellymon would make a great travel deck, but it's you had to add those other pieces to try to mold it, and it revolves too much around one set thing. Whereas this, it does the same thing. You only have Entmon and then Beelzemon. That's the only two in his chain there, you know, get what I'm saying? Like in the actual show arc. Oh Jellymon and um what's his name? Angoramon. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, Gammamon, because Gammamon's already gotten more support than the other two, but specifically the three the three Digimon lines from Ghost Game uh will be a lot better off. Whenever they get, they have to get their mega, so they have to have a level six. Mm-hmm. And then they need another level five, another level four, and another level three. They need one one more card in their archetop of each level. And then you'll be able to round out the deck. And with tech inclusions and shifting to compensate for the meta, that will fill out the rest of your... uh, Sorry about that. The rest of your deck. Mm -hmm. And then you could have a solid deck based on that Digimon. But as it stands right now, Gammamon's really the only one that you can attempt that with just because he got more support than the other two. It's like, I don't know. I mean, obviously he has more support, and it's like... It's just like the show is screwing the other two. Yes. Because Gammon has yeah, Gammon has branched evolutions. Like if it wasn't for Gammon having four different champions, he wouldn't have as much support as he has. Because they all have Ricky Champion Ultimate. Gammon's Mega only recently got released. And we're not even sure the other two are gonna have a Mega. It'll but be a like, tragedy if they don't. Yeah, yeah, because it's just that like, and and I applaud them for doing it. Like they they theme so much of the card game around 
the story. how it happened in the anime, how this yes. stuff interacted in the games. So it's like if the anime doesn't give them megas, if the anime doesn't do something for them, the card game won't do it in its stead. Yes, will not. That is one thing that I have loved about. Um, now they'll branch out. Um, here I go again on a rant about Bandai and other other card games. Dragon Ball Super, they bring other stuff, but Japan also has a lot of animes and branching arcs that we haven't got here in America. So they, the, it's not canon, but they're like, okay, this is accepted in the community. You get what I'm saying? It's like a game or something that they've made. They'll add it into the card game. But uh, Digimon has followed that really suit, like even purple generally being villains. Uh, they follow that very strictly. That was all I was saying on that was how they actually, like you said, they just really stick to that whole. Generally speaking, if you're going to have a bad guy card, it's going to be white or purple. Eosmon, Diaboramon, Death Exmon, like they're they're going to be in that that archetype, pretty much that color scheme. Definitely seems that way. I mean. Skull Greymon was there. Megidramon was there. Beelzemon's there. Yeah, obviously Beelzemon's there. Even though the incarnation of him we got in Tamers turned out to be a good guy. And then I don't know how the incarnation of him from uh, Crow's Force was. Uh, but... Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Balmon is Bagra Army for a reason. And Beelzemon is Crow's Heart for a reason. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So that tells you how his arc went in Kroos. Gotcha. Yep. Very similar. Where's the love for the other demon lords? Everybody loves the Elzamon. Right? And like, what, what about the we, other demon lords? It, it's because they've not been in the anime, is exactly what it Wait. is. It's like. Is Lilith a demon lord? Yes. And Lilithmon okay. was one of the. Death generals in Kroos, so that's why we're one getting the, all the Lilithmon. She was one of the villains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was her, Blastmon, Tactimon, and Dorbikmon were the four, I think they were called the Death Stars or something. Mm. Dorbikmon's red, though. He's not purple. He's a villain. How can that be? I don't know. You know. Yes. <laughs> How dare they? Well, because he had to find the black dragon. Yeah, Blastmon was originally black. Only the newest incarnation of Blastmon is purple. So he's black he, and purple, yeah. and he's still yeah, he's still dual colored. He's still black and purple. And then Tactimon's been purple from the get go. So for the most part, they've they've stuck to that little framework there. Yeah. So and, Andrew, are you excited about seeing this being topped? I mean, that's good for an ultimate cup. To make it that far yeah. with lit literally a rogue deck, not even like tier two, not even close. Let's say the card got two or the deck got two cards of support in BT10, didn't get any support in EX3. And other than that the most recent card in the deck is from bt9 which is death x and you can't even say that that's necessarily a supporting card for this that's just a card that everybody runs so for the most part this is a deck that's like 
three to four sets behind mm -hmm. and it's still holding its own really think that's because um i got tagged in a facebook post really think it's because of Kroos uh getting hit and and Kroos still isn't bad like no i, I think that Kroos heart could easily be on the same level as this beelzebub deck maybe a little bit better even after being hit like it was yeah but people don't want to play it if it's not absurdly broken Ooh, I, I like I like this Beelzebub deck though. I can I can see what he was going for, and obviously it worked for him if he made it that far in an Ultimate Cup. He knew what he was doing too. Indeed. Um, but I I was watching a video earlier this week. Um, it was a guy doing a tier list. I can't remember. I'd have to check my history um but he summed up uh our current format as can the deck play crimson blaze does the deck lose to crimson blaze and i was like damn i mean he's not wrong he's crimson blaze not is wrong. incredibly crimson blaze is incredibly powerful and it answers most of the most powerful decks in the format right now yep because they all go wide and or play stuff for free Yep. So, uh, I didn't know this information earlier, but the top 16 from that Ultimate Cup at Pro Play Games. Yeah. Uh, they had mulligans. Uh, they do. The Ultimate Cups all have mulligans. From, uh, PPG, from PPG. That's why I was asking... Uh, PPG is always, they have never went away from the Mulligan as soon as it got, went into testing. Hmm. Yep. A lot of, a lot of the pro, the, I guess we can call it pro play, <laughs> I guess. The, the uh, major, the majors, yeah. all the majors. Yeah, they, they do have Mulligans. Okay. Side, side deck has been pretty much wiped. No one <laughs> builds side decks anymore, but, um. Mulligans is still very much a thing, just not in your store championships or anything lower than that. Okay. Let's see that Commander Mon deck, though. Commander Mon, uh, this set has done really well. Uh, we got a picture of what topped. I guess that's a good transition into the next discussion, next part of our... I thought we tagged it in somewhere. here. There you go. Yeah. So this is the top 16 for the Digimon, the PPG Digimon Ultimate Cup. We got, um, these are the showings. Uh, we had four Metal Gar, uh, two Mastamon, two Armor Rush, two War Gray X, two Security Control, which will always be, uh, Commander Mon, one Gallant Mon, one Imperial Jamon and one Venus Mon hybrid, and it got second, and then first was War Gray X, and third was War Gray X. That is a good pie chart to me. I mean, I think that's pretty awesome. 
I like the diversity. Yep. And I will go on the record as saying this because uh, Andrew tagged me in a post on Facebook. Um, and the guy was not saying that EX. Usually EX sets don't add a ton to the meta. They just add like this one. We added a uh, blue flare or sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, we had a blue flare with uh, BT10. We added Examon and um, what else did we really add? The dragons and yeah. Uh, the new Guillermo online. Yes. And so, Imperial Demon. Well, yeah, but Imperial Demon definitely needs some, some love. It's it's missing something for sure, and um, I think we can see. But you, there was talking, and I've said this from the get go. When I every match I played, whether it be with Dex Doral Gray or with War Greymon X, I was talking crap about Metal Gar because I was like, I don't see the problem. Because I was literally playing two decks at the time that not hard counter it, but give it a very hard time because of either DJG evolving or being untouchable by bouncing uh, two levels back into my hand so he Metal Guard can't bounce things back. Um, or with the Dex Doral Gray effects where you can't, I'm untouchable. So metal, one of Metal Guard's big strategies was gone. So. I mean, that's why I didn't see it as an issue. Okay, so the Imperial Dramon that's there is the blue-green version, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Still I, like how, I like how they don't call it D-Brigade, they just call it Command Dramon. I mean, it's Rookie Rush. I mean, so it's basically Command Dramon. <laughs> Hang on, it's guys, what? Right back. There's 16 Command Dramons now? 12? I think it is 16. I'm pretty sure there there's four different commander mods or five. I know there's a lot and the deck runs a lot. Two armor rush. Hmm. Very interesting. Venus Mon hybrid. Okay. There is there is 20 playable commander mods. Good lord. Cuz there are five. You can play each at four. Oh yeah, the the fifth one just came out with the X3. Yep, and it brought decoy. Decoy black. Yep, it's decoy D brigade. It's decoy D brigade. And then the the new baby is it the baby that gives rush? Miss Missimon, I think so. Yeah, because like. X3 just gave them a whole new toolkit, man. Like, what is the baby? The baby gives. The baby gets reboot, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you are digivolving up, um, Sildramon has an inheritable that gives rush. So, but he yeah. has jamming. The Sildramon has jamming. The baby gives reboot. An egg, but, an egg giving a keyword like that is. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's super, super tasty. Yeah. Which I guess it gets away with it because, you know, it only gives it to D-Brigade. It's not like it's a... But, yeah. But, like, the the new Sealsdramon just having jamming. I thought that was really good. Reboot, jamming. If you 
go past Seals Dramon. Seals Dramon can give stuff Rush, so you can give Rush to Tank Dramon. You can give Rush to uh, your the new Dark Dramon because the the old Dark Dramon already has Rush. So the one thing I'm curious about with this top sixteen list, and I'm probably the only person that noticed it, but the Mastemon art is the original Mastemon and not the new one. Hmm. X-Files music. <laughs> we don't have deck lists for any of these tops, do we? Not on those, I don't believe. Uh, oh, I might have it. Ooh, I have them. We have deck lists. Oh, all right then. The number six was Mastamon, and number 14 was Mastamon. Let's look at those deck lists. It is new Mastamon. At least that one is. Let's see the new one. Looks like the other one was also the new one. Maybe they used that art as the cover art just because they like that art better. I don't know. Yeah, you can definitely tell it's Mastamon with that art better than the other one. But oh, over overall, these Mastamon lists look about like I expected. That's a Venusmon hybrid deck. That's what I was just looking at. That's what I'm looking at. Anyway. I like it. Six Lotmon, one Pillowmon. Four Zephyr, four Kaze, four Rapid. Oh no, three Rapid. Four Rise Gray, two Rise Gray X, one Jet Selfie. Five Eggs. You'd expect that from a control deck. Mm-hmm, because you're playing the long game. And you, of course, with a hybrid deck, you expect a ton of tamers. There are a lot. Let's see, five, eight, eleven, fourteen tamers. A special alt art rise Greymon that I haven't seen before. Three Venus, one Death Egg, and one Susanomon. And of course, you got your one Sunrise. Oh, they're using the new um, Achilles Mon option card, whose name is absolutely ridiculous, and I won't even attempt to say it for fear of butchering it completely. Yes. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Specifically that one. What, BT-10-101? <laughs> yeah, that one. I think, I think that's what it is, yeah. It's the card name now. It's a mouthful, and, and it's also got lots of accents and in weird places. I think it's it translates. Is a, is a javelin toss, spear throw, something like that. 
that card is pretty nice. I'm dabbling with it in four great dragons. Because it, it's based on how much security you have. So it's like, if you have, I think, three or more, it minuses so much DP. And then if you have three or less, it just sends the bottom of deck or sends the top of deck. Or no, it sends the security. Sends to the top of their security stack. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's just great removal. I didn't know they posted their results like that. Oh, what is that grossness? Oh, that's from September. The Collecticon Regional from December. Eight security control, three D Brigade. D Brigade. D Brigade. Neat. D-Brigade's good. Till you run into Death X. <sighs> okay, guys, keep me focused. Where are we at on the PowerPoint? Uh, we uh, found deck lists for the Ultimate Cup Top 16. All of them? Top 16. Oh, they're right here. Which one was y'all looking at? Uh, we were all bouncing around everywhere, as we usually do. Oh, yeah. I watched this guy's video today. This was his exact Commander Mon deck. Very nice. D-Brigade. You run a lot of stuff that says D Brigade. Is that how that deck plays? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots I thought I had to have command. I thought I had to have Commander Mon in the name. Yeah. Command <laughs> lots of Commander Mons. Well, I mean you do. You run how many rookies? Sixteen? Twenty if you play the new one at four. Oh yeah. There are twenty playable Commander Mons. God. I wonder how many times he whiffed that on deletion. God, I would hope none. I was gonna say probably none. Well, Jordan didn't shuffle his deck, so he probably didn't. <laughs> and indeed. Hell, shots fired, very real. Let's see what the set con did. The necessary oh, it's just normal set con. Okay. God, three death X mons, that's uncalled for. That's cancerous. <laughs> It's security control, isn't the whole deck cancerous? Yeah, but I was okay with it until I seen that. It wasn't. It was. I was even looking through the options. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. Oh, chaos deck. You'll be happy. That's... You'll be happy to know that the other security control only runs two. Oh, thank you. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People really hate security control. They they really do. I think. Um. But if you notice, when was the last time we had a set con make it into the top three? Um, September 17th. Of what? Uh, it was the Collecticon that they had. There was eight security control in the top 16. Oh, and number one was Alpha Mon, so it wasn't even... Yeah. It didn't even win. No. 
out of out of the eight in at, there was eight of them in the sixteen, and they still didn't get first. Did they get top three though? Uh, yes, they were two, three, and four. Okay. There was also eight. They had a fifty percent chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wargrave on X is super standard. Yep. Just plain Jane, baby. I don't mind me as I order the rest of my D-Brigade stuff. Yeah, you should. D-Brigade is a very solid... It's a very fun deck. I think it's fun. I've always well, liked... I needed more pride memory boosts anyways, but out of my box, I was only missing two tank Dramonds and uh, three dark Dramond to finish my play set. But I think that the deck I want to build or the way I want to play it, I think I'm only going to play two. But I'm going to have a play set because I believe in having play sets. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've been meaning to buy this stuff since I opened my box, and then I just kept slipping my mind. So I'm going to do it. Okay. There hey, we go. Definitely going to do it. D Brigade right. is on the way. Well, I, I got to look and see what this Gallant Mon is running. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. there's a Gallant Mon in there, and it's not Gallant Mon X, which I'm sure it's playing X, but. I like yeah, how like yeah. all the like how all the other X antibody decks are X X X X X Gallantmon. It's just Gallantmon. Uh, yeah, just your stereotypical. He's just part of the framework. It it looks good. Okay, he is using the BT two Gallantmon instead of the starter deck Gallantmon. Yeah. Why do you think he, he has... chose that? Why did you think he chose that over starter deck? Because you don't need ADP. Or at least you don't need ADP as badly because it it trashes one from security for every ten cards your opponent has in trash. Whenever you attack, it has it effectively has the same effect as um, Crimson Mode when attacking. Okay. He's playing the new red purple War Realm on. Yeah, you know, get those free Takados out there, or alternatively, get the free Gilmon out there. Uh, Oh, he's not. He's not using the the new Growlmon. He's using nope. the new War Growlmon, but he's not using the new Growlmon. So nope. I don't know. I guess he wouldn't need to play the extra Gilmon unless he just wanted to go wide with it. But I mean, you could if you already had a Takato on board, you could potentially play a free Gilmon too to try and go wide. He he did something a little differently than what I did. In order to fit the two Solarmon in, I actually took out two of the Warp Digivolve Gilmon and put the two Solarmon in. He took out one Searcher Gilmon and one Warp Gilmon to put the two Solarmon in. Mm -hmm. Huh. He's also using the EX2 War Gralmon, which I don't do. Um... Inheritable adds a thousand DP to the max DP you can delete with DP deletion effects. The other Wargrowlmon that I had been using was starter deck. I think it was the starter deck Wargrowlmon. 
I love the, one this. Give, the one that can give plus security attack is the one that I've been using. I love this Imperial Dramon list, playing the one Parasarmon. Parasar? What? Yup. It is a level 4 green. Vanilla, but it has a 3 play cost. So it's a level 4. You can play like a rookie to speed up your DNA digivolving. Oh, I mean, Stingmon does effectively the same thing. Yep. But you have to already have a blue on the board. Yep. Well, just, just a one of. Just have it when you need it. The one of jamming uh, Caesarmon. Uh, jamming dot deck is uh, pretty much pretty much how I see him. How I see Imperial Dramon. <laughs> But yeah, basically. Did you see how they converted? Everybody fussed about how much jamming Vmon was like, oh, you gotta have it, you gotta have it, you gotta have it. And then everybody's like, well, no, it really doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it's good to get those cheeky swings in, but it's like, yeah. you're really they, just wanting to get to your Pyeldramon. Yeah, and like you got the jamming XVmon now, they're playing four of the uh, EX2 Labramons and Mm-hmm. They're playing. Yep. They're playing the Labramon specifically so that they can combo out easier, get that extra memory. Yep. Because if you if you have Labramon out and you go into XVmon or Tesaramon, you swing with jamming, you get that extra memory, and then it's easier to extend your combo out. Plus, plus, and this is a big thing, is that when you do it that way, when you swing again with your Pyeldramon or your Dino Beamon or Imperial Dramon, um, you get to activate that gain of memory again because DNA counts as an entirely new Digimon. Yep. yep. It resets the stack. I don't know, I might give this deck a try now that I have Davis's. That was the only thing that kept me from playing it before. I had it I had it all built, except for the Davises and the HPD. That's the only things that I don't have. From this, from this specific deck, I don't have the jamming Vmons, but I have well, the Lapramons, so I, I mean, could, this, I this, easily... he's not even playing the jamming Vmon. I know no. that's what I'm saying. I could easily yep. do this because I have the yep. Lapramons now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You just have to quit. You got to quit doing cookie cutters. You yeah, and I like how they're they're playing more green now. Like, yeah. You know, I used to it was just, it was just Vmon, and then you used like your dual colors to go into your Pyildramon. But you're playing Dino Vmon now. You're playing the Four Stingmon. Got the one cheeky Parasarmon. Uh, well, because Ladramon, like to be honest, if Ladramon didn't have the armor purge to kind of just maybe you know keep you alive there for a minute, it's like I would almost rather run two of the freaking uh, Parasarmon. That's what I they're mean, dropping for the Dino Beamon, isn't it? Because the older one played what three or four Ladramon. Ladramon was like your key green uh, target, wasn't it? You you had to run three because of you usually you Dino B has always been around two, but um, so I didn't think the, I didn't think the old ones played Dino B. I thought it was just purely Pyodramon because it was pretty much Pyodramon Rush. It it was, but I always liked Dino B just because of the suspend. It could help you clear a board to make way for 
when you did get your ultimate stack. Um, it is weird. I also run Giga Death now. I run Giga Death, Giga. and I'm not running Death Exmon. Not doing it. Don't care. Ain't got room. Ain't got room for it. Get it out of here. I also don't run Lobo for game, and this is why when I was testing it. It never came up, but like what, maybe once or twice for me to even do it. And it had to be on Davis. So it's like, uh, yeah, but you know, when it does come up, it's nice. <laughs> it It is nice, but I would much rather have the Giga Death or, um, which four blue men Bruce is insane. Um, I don't know. I'd rather run another fighter mode. I would rather run a uh, the Giga Death, another uh, Joe and or Davis and Ken. I'd much rather run another one of those. Um, I don't know. I like the way my deck runs, and it's close to this. But like, I still run the jamming Vmon just because I have them. But I do think the Labramon is a very good substitute. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because, I mean, effectively, you're trying to get the same. It's actually probably better value than uh, jamming Vmon because where he cut back on the Ladramons, you know, it's going to get jamming from Labramons Inheritable. And like I, think, you said, I actually think that's the main reason why he cut back on the Ladramon is because he now has the four Labramon in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jamming Vmon, if you don't really have that to evolve on top of Ladramon isn't so hot. So yeah, I like oh yeah, but I've been having to run around. That was what um that post thread that um Andrew Tamian on Facebook was talking about EX three and we were kind of saying like they usually don't add a lot to the meta. Like we're not seeing like everybody's like, oh man, Xmon's gonna have to do something. Or it's going to be Metal Guard till February. And I'm like... <sighs> I mean, you can look right here at this at this top at a massive tournament. And yeah, there are a lot of Metal Guards in top 16. There are four. But there's also an insane amount of deck variety in top 16. And Metal Guard didn't even take a, a podium position. Yeah. And I really like seeing that Venus Mon up there, man. I really like seeing it. Be, on, be honest with me, uh, Jordan. Are you going to build the Venus Mon Ivory deck? Um, like, I don't know. Okay. I have everything here minus the TKs, so it's like... I have got the TKs. It's like, maybe. I don't know, I might give it a one. It's just... It looks fun as... If you I mean, decide that you're going to go for it, let me know and I'll let you slot in that fancy Altar Venus one. <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> when you say I can have Venus, mommy. Let's see what the armor rush looks like. I haven't looked at that yet. Uh... What? Oh, they teched in a Jessmon GX. Mm-hmm. Well, correction. Make that one same of, decision. One of them made that decision. The other one did not. 
The other mm-hmm. one has. I'm not sure what they put in its place. Oh, the other one has Shakuman. Yep. Another Shack Heart. Uh, it's just so you can literally just go ahead and if you suck and you don't get your good old armor. Interestingly enough, the one that has just one GX also has Giga Death. So this guy, this guy's riding Maki's coattails. <laughs> Giga Death is good. He's playing I, two Giga, two Megas. I do like the ratios in the other armor rush better, though, except the um, EX, the the second Vmon there. I'd prefer. More of the EX1 Vmons. I like him better, but you do get to search for a lot of, like, you know, death. I'm also not liking, which everybody started going away from the three or the four Flame Drummonds running three. Um, I got to step out for a second, but keep going. Is there anything we really haven't looked at? All the metal guards are basically the same. It just depends on they, uh, they've shifted their ratios around a little bit. Yeah, they're they're not doing anything too unexpected. They run Sagittarius or don't. Four Greymon's literally all about the same. Which is funny because wait, let's see, let's see what this one. It's got to. It doesn't. Huh. Weird. I figured I would see some EX two War Gray Mon- or EX one War Gray Mons in there. Oh, well, looks like they're both running the BT one. Mm-hmm. Which I can't I... say a blame. The BT one War Gray is very, very, very good, but. Oh built yeah, in. the built-in ADP is really nice. It is, but um, and I get it that uh, EX one more Greymon is Digivolve for four, but it's when Digivolve and you get Blitz, and then when attacking, when this Digimon attacks a player, if you have a Tamer in play, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with Blocker. That's important. Huh. It's this one also. Yeah, they're they're both using the piercing metal Greymon. Oh yeah, I would definitely. They, one of them has piercing. one copy, and the other one has two copies. But they're both using piercing. Also, one of them is using both of the Omnimon X antibodies. They've got one of the BT10 mm-hmm. and one of the BT5. This is why I feel like you should still run EX one more gray. When digivolving, this is Metal Guru Mon X anybody. When digivolving, unsuspend this Digimon and it gains blocker until the end of your opponent's turn. If you can hold off and time that just right, and you get blitz and then instantly digivolve into War Greymon X anybody, you bounce. You delete that Metal Gar. You delete him. He is gone. You just kill their whole stack and then it's your game. It's your game, baby. 
why I, think I understand. Should... I understand what you're going for, but in most cases, Metal Gar actually wants to win before Metal Gar ever gets on the field. That's true. But if you don't, it's a good safety. Which, of course, if you're running um, the Metal Graymon with just piercing on it, you can then take him out before he gets there. My partner in crime is not wanting to uh, rest. He's just wanting to linger. <laughs> Him is sleepy, though. So, uh, where, wait, where did Jordan go? Is Jordan back? back? I'm back. I'm back. Here is the Bloom Lord. From Australia. From Australia. <clears throat> See if they're doing anything different or if it's a pretty pretty cut and dry build. Okay, three Hydramons. Four blooms. No other megas. One Mimi, two blossom, one argon. And them some pretty Samadhi Santis. I like it. I like, like the fifth eggs, but for some reason I like playing five eggs. I don't know why. I just don't want to shuffle my eggs. Same. Actually, I play red. That's the reason why. If I'm making it to a fourth egg, I'm dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the way that most red decks are. If you don't yeah. win in your first two eggs, you're probably not winning at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm dead if I make if I'm on four eggs. It's it's rough. You're living on borrowed time. Mm -hmm. Maybe with Agu Bond, I would go back to running five. But then still. Usually it was landslide victories by egg two, at most three. What is next on the agenda, good sirs? Uh, so I guess we can go ahead and talk about uh, deck building and where to start. And okay. Hmm. Okay, well, what, what's everybody's approach to deck building? Like, mine is I generally pick, usually speaking, I will pick a, uh, a Digimon that I like an effect of and then go from there trying to build a deck that, you know, some cohesion with it from there. Like I Leon. I, I don't have a... I won't say a specific Digimon, but I will go for either their one of their effects, something that they do, and go from there. I I agree with Mikey in that you will always be more motivated to find strategies concerning Digimon that you like. You will you will look more thoroughly 
for ways to make that Digimon work and to build a deck around them if it's a Digimon you like. So always pick a Digimon that you like. Unless unless you're like the super competitive type, in which case you can you can look online and find all kinds of competitive decks to get ideas. But if you're from a casual standpoint, if you're just looking to have fun with your friends, always pick a Digimon that you like. And find the craziest, jankest ways to make it work. 100%. Because you might lose 15 games in a row, but that one time that you pop off, it's going to be satisfying. <laughs> it's like when the deck does the thing. Yay, Jellymon. <laughs> Even if you've basically been shoving your face against the belt sander, when the deck finally does the thing and the belt sander breaks, you feel vindicated. Oh, for sure. But but then there's also the strategy of like some like colors do things you like, like green. It runs off plants, and now it's going to be fast food basically. And I think it's funny that the archetype plants grow fast or they grow wild. Uh, the deck goes wide lots of times, building into one monstrosity plant. You know, like you'd see in a movie. You know, as it you let the vines grow, it finally becomes this monster you can't control green so apparently green is a little shop of horrors yeah yes that's exactly what i think feed me seymour that's exactly what i think of every time i see hydromon hydromon is the plant Mm -hmm. and um yeah i think that works and fast food the funny thing is you know you're trying to make burgers as fast as you can so (laughs) yeah i like i don't know i look for like unique play styles like i gravitate to like decks that play like decks i played in other games like i love green just because of the ramp fast go wide i love the digivolution curve on everything's usually really low uh same thing with black black has a lot of you know the poop mons they all have good curves or you know you got champions and ultimates with you know stats of rookies and but like i don't know i like those like weird like niche combos. It's like when the deck goes off, it goes off. But if it don't go off, good luck. You know, like Sakuyamon. Like I love the plug-in combo, this recycling. Um, four great dragons. Like just the the idea of when the deck goes off, I'm like, yes. I'm going to lose 30 times before I get that one game where the deck just pops off. But that one game where I do the thing is wonderful it's a great feeling but I, I like just like those little combos like that like the deck has one thing it's trying to do and it's either going to do that one thing or you're going to lose there there is no other game plan well and i think that's when um which tiny has evolved drastically in this game he's literally the deck doctor um but correct me if i'm wrong tiny but when you came into the game you had favored Digimon and you would, you wanted to build a deck around them. And then it's, you know, as you've grown, what have you learned from that? Cause I think that's a question we've had in the discord lately. I've had it on TikTok. people coming to the game and want to build decks around a specific Digimon. And sometimes sadly your favorite Digimon, I don't think has the support it needs. Like we were talking about earlier with the ghost game. With the ghost game characters. Yeah. 
Uh, that is unfortunately the truth. But Digimon, they put out sets fairly frequently. And aside from the Goggleheads, they do give out support to a variety of Digimon. They give out a lot more support to the Goggleheads, obviously, but they give out support to a variety of Digimon. So if your Digimon that you that you like doesn't have support yet or it only has a little bit of support just give it time i would almost guarantee that it will show up in the card game or it will get additional support in the card game another one that me and i think um jordan are both looking forward to whenever it finally happens is getting giga seedramon for the metal seedramon archetype because we still don't have giga seedramon we got Aegisdramon, which is a step beyond that but we don't have giga seedramon yet I just don't. I don't understand. But they're but Bandai is doing it because we also get more aquatic support, which is what he yeah. does. Yeah, and that's good. What, that's what the Seedramon Arctap does, and we have gotten more support for that style of deck. Thetismon counts in that too, boys. <laughs> she is a, aquatic, right? Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. You could have a. Eventually have a Jellymon base with a, I just, Seedramon <clears throat> top end, Aegisdramon top end. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's an Aqua Beast. Aqua Beast. Yep. I just want to see. I want to see a crack team archetype. Uh, so crack well, team is uh, Chaosdramon, uh, Aegisdramon, Machinedramon, and Gundramon. And you know what? They they might, because here's the thing. They just don't put these subtypes down here for a reason, like rookie, champion, all that stuff, and data. But the mollusk on Jellymons, the beastkin, all this stuff, it's there for a reason. And eventually, they can go back to that and add stuff to it. And that's what I like. Like, they can literally make... Because... Here I go, as always. I'm referring to Dragon Ball Super. I love Cell. Loved it. And I played Cell like way back in the day. And Frieza. I loved the Frieza Force. I loved everything about it. And then it was seven sets, eight sets. And finally it's like, oh, wait, Frieza's army's getting some support. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We can play it again. You know, it, it might take a while, but they do go back to some of this stuff like uh, you need to always be mindful of that stuff because metal groomer is a cyborg and there's done a cyborg archetype out there. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta watch for some of that stuff and look for any cool jank plays like colored does limit it some, but you can, there's ways that Digimon has done proving that they can cheat cards in like running uh red Greymon and blue flare. Security yeah. plus Greymon and Blue Flare because it just specifies Greymon. Greymon. Yep. Um, specifically, getting back to the whole deck building thing, um, something you have to bear in mind if you if you have a Digimon that you want to build a deck around, but you don't know cards that would work with it necessarily. Um, look through the database on Digimon.io and just search search the text 
that is on that card that you want to build a deck around because a lot of times there will be other cards that have similar effects and you can at least see that pool of cards and get an idea however it is very important especially if you're building a deck for a card that doesn't have a lot of archive support that you're not too tied down to the idea of having a specific line or of having specific other Digimon in there to support it because that may not be effective. Like whenever the, the second deck that I built after Gallantmon was Justamon and I went through a dozen different iterations of Justamon trying to figure out what I could do to make the deck consistent enough to be playable. And the thing that I settled on was using the machine Digimon along with Kazu and um, yeah, Hagiramon, Gardramon, Kazu, and a few others, mostly machines and cyborgs. That way I could have the draw power and consistency to be able to make it to where I needed to be. So really, the deck was overall a machine deck. It just had Justamon at the top. And I... Not in the most recent iteration, because we got more Justamon support and I had to shuffle some cards around and remove some. I actually removed the Machine Dramons, but I did have a couple of Machine Dramons in there along with Attack of the Heavy Mobile Digimon as an alternative win condition with the Justamon. I remember that deck and it pooped on me. <laughs> Literally just yeah. It was I was not expecting that that came out of left field because I was expecting all Justimon and then Deck of the Heavy Mobile Digimon. I was like, what the frick is this? Machine Dramon coming out the bushes. Yeah, it did. And when it when it popped off, it was like, Well, I don't have an answer for that. I did also run like 13 level fives in that deck and normally with just the bond you would only run like seven or eight but i did run 13 level fives in that specifically to enable machine dramon in case my justamon stack got blown up in security or something that way i would have a backup plan i could immediately go into and protect myself for a little bit okay so now that we've talked about like where to start you've got your concept now we can go into like like how many how much do you run and um, once again i think that depends on what you're going for like um with armor rush you run you know a lot of rookies because you don't want to whiff you know you got to have something for those level fours to evolve on but as a base mode um most of us while well, I, I usually run i usually try to hit 12 rookies in every deck whether it be that's, 10 that's I can Digivolve on top on or like some tech rookies, like some Floodgate rookies. I usually try to run 12. Same. That's, that's what I do too. 12 is where I try to keep it. So it's like Sakuyamon. I run both Renamons at four, and then I play four Patamons. And I've been messing around with the Patamons, trying to fit in like Pillowmons and stuff like that, but I'm keeping it at 12. Yeah, so, so usually 12 rookies because... You gotta understand, uh, Digimon is a game that you're you can't search your deck. So, 
draw power is a huge thing. So being able to digivolve uh, quickly, you know, so that you don't brick is a is a must because if you brick and you're stuck for a turn or two without a rookie, it, it really sucks. That's one of the, probably the worst feelings of Digimon is bricking for multiple turns. And some decks yeah, you can't play a four or just, five. Yeah, and whenever you brick like that, it sucks because you're basically just not playing the game. Like you're yeah. you're hoping and praying that whatever you top deck that turn is gonna solve your problems. And if it doesn't, then you're like, oh, well, I either have to hard play a level five or level six even, or just pass the opponent memory without ever doing anything with it. And it mm-hmm. it's really difficult to come back from giving your opponent so much free tempo. Mm-hmm. So around twelve rookies, and of course, you want to run three to four of the ones you want to see because you gotta you know the more chances you have to see that piece the better off you are so if you're ever looking and wondering like well now i know 12 rookies well how many should i run um just think about how often do i want to see this card if i see it in my hand am i going to be disappointed is this something i want to build my stack on so you're generally speaking your rookies need to serve um one of four purposes they either need to be a searcher which is which is not that hard to do a lot of archetypes have a searcher rookie some of them have multiple searcher rookies they need to be a combo piece like in the case of that labramon from the imperial dramon deck that we analyzed earlier um that Labramon is there purely for the inheritable because it's needed for a combo piece. Um, it needs to be a floodgate or a tech card that has an effect that counters something that's very common in whatever meta you're dealing with, because the meta will vary slightly from local to local or from regional to regional. Or what's the other one? Or it will have a specific in archetype effect. And I guess this kind of counts as a combo piece or a searcher because those are usually limited to, or the searchers are usually limited to archetypes. But this is kind of like a middle ground where the card will enable something else in the archetype. It'll open a door that you couldn't get outside of the archetype. It's very archetype specific. So it's not just a combo piece. It's a piece that only works for your deck. And a lot of times you won't be able to get that elsewhere. Like if there's an effect that your your deck needs, um, you may not be able to get it at level 4, or level 5, or level 6. You may have to go to the level 3 to get it, either as an inheritable or as a an on-play thing. So you always want to look out for that for your rookies. And then... Yeah, I think we're moving on to champions now, right? Level fours? Why, yeah. Level fours. What's our numbers on them bad boys? I'm usually between eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I try to I try to aim for nine or ten most of the time. Again, it depends on like later on, like 
you know, like how many tamers is your deck playing? How many option cards is your deck playing? Because, you know, when you're playing more and more, that's when you got to cut these other spots. And then, like, and I think with your champions, you're probably going to have your two that you play at four of, and then there's going to be that, like, tech. Yeah. Or, like or if you, or, yeah, or if you're playing tamers, you're probably going to play one to two hybrids. Because yeah. hybrids for game. And worst case scenario, you digivolve with that hybrid just to get the draw because, hey, you don't you're not seeing your other champions. And I think champions fall under the same line. Usually, your rookies and your champions have specific inheritables. You know, like not always. I feel like the champions don't always have the most broken inheritables, but they're usually things like in War Greymon, you have multiples like you have security attack, you know, plus one security War Grey that you want to do, but then you also have the benefit of um, when you go into, it ties in like we have Greymon X and then that will tie into the next, uh, you know, your ultimates where, you know, you can bounce back to in your hand. It's that chaining thing. Like you're looking at the synergy your deck needs as you climb. And if you're going wide or if you're building a stack, you know, like for Jellymon, I'm not so much worried about my fours and fives. I'm just trying to get there and swing with them. My rookie is my most important inheritable because, you know, it revolves around Jellymon being in there to give your higher levels jamming. So, you know, I'm really dependent on getting those. And if they don't work, I'd use my hybrids. Like, for instance, that one game I played literally three Cory Kakumons just try, trying to find Jellymons. I stacked three of them on top of each other, just like Cory Kakumon yeah. into Cory Kakumon. Yes. Yep, I, did, I did that in a uh, store championship with uh, uh, Grandis. It's like I had everything on board. I had everything. All I needed was to draw the one Grand Quagamon, and I won that game. And I stacked four metal kabuterimons bam 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 and did not get it never hit it yeah i probably drew eight cards that turn digging for that grand kawagamon and never found it but you know you you find yourself in those situations it's like hmm i need to dig I need to find yeah. that one card or I don't win this game. That's that's just the fact of, of card games in general, though. No matter how consistent you're able to make your deck, you are going to have those days where it's Brick City. You're just building a house. <sighs> Sorry, I had to go cover up Jackson's feet. <laughs> he was literally yelling at me. I was like, what's he yelling about? And then he pointed to his feet and they came uncovered. So I had to go cover up his feet. He's so sleepy. Oh my god! Oh, do I need to run and cover up your feet? Um, yeah, 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 Mikey, please. <laughs> uh, so where are we? <laughs> uh, old, uh, ultimates level, old, mm. uh, yeah, level fives. Well, I mean, so, I think level fives is where your swing happens. It's where you can literally change the momentum of the game drastically for most of the decks I play, like Imperial Jermon, 
um, armor rush, you know, going I mean, in armor, the armor rush can start popping off at level four, but armor rush is kind of an exception. Yeah, Gamma Mon, you really want to get into that that five, you know, build my little stack and then really start. You're not chipping away anymore. You're really, you know, swinging. I usually run about, kind of about, usually I prefer six. Yeah, I think that's where I try to say. I think a lot of my decks have like seven, six or seven. I run eight, almost yeah. exclusively in all of my decks. I run eight level fives. I could I could see that though because, I mean, um, even in, with it, even with eight level fives, there have been so many games where I've just whiffed and not been able to get a single level five. And it happens way more often than you'd like. Um. And you can, you guys can kind of see how we're going with this, how the structure goes. It's like you want to see a lot of rook, you want more rookies in your deck, so you see them. You want, you know, what I'm saying, as you keep going, your pieces start to dwindle in size because unless you're running Mega Zoo, once you get to your top end, you don't need because they're your boss monsters. You know, you don't need as many. Imagine it like a. RPG you got a bunch of minions and then you keep going up as you evolve or go into this dungeon until you get to your boss monster and then you don't need to see those pieces as much because you only need to see one or two of them for your deck to just finally meld together and just bust face. Yeah, you'll you only need to see one or two of your your top end cards in order to pull off the win. Or at least you should only need to see one or two in order to pull off a win because yeah. That's how decks work. When you hit your boss monster, it's supposed to give you it's supposed to be your win condition. If you don't win with your win condition, you're either doing something wrong or your opponent has you in a vice. And when we say boss monsters, like a lot of people will think of level sevens. Um I guess those could be I I consider those more finishers. Like if I if I a lot of times they're a lot of times the level sevens are win more cards. Like you're already ahead, so you have the advantage and you can just push and go in. Um, level sixes are usually going to be your boss monsters, and for some deck archetypes, level fives will yes. be your boss monsters. Like the new uh, blue flare archetype, the level five in blue flare is the boss monster because there's currently no level six for it. But the level five is good enough that it can be a best uh, boss monster on its own. Also, uh, uh, Melga X, Melga Ramon X, that deck rarely ever goes up to Metal Guru Ramon if it combos out correctly because it's supposed to combo out to level five. Like you, yeah, you'll swing, swing with Guru X, um. Swing with Where Guru Ramon, unsuspend, swing with Where Guru Ramon, go into Where Guru Ramon X. Or no, you'll go into Sagittarius mode. Yep. And then X. And, and then swing, swing again. again. And then finish them off. If you have if you haven't already, if you haven't got a yeah. chip shot in somewhere. Yeah, if if you haven't already, then and that's only level five. So level five can be your boss monster, but usually it'll be level six. 
Hey, level four can be your boss monster in some cases. Well, before Gammon got its, I mean, people were trying to play Gammon with level fours. It was like Champion Rush. <laughs> like they were like, "All right, let's do, you, go. do you know? Do you know who, in my opinion, the best level four boss monster is?" If you don't say Tyrannomon, you're wrong. No. <laughs> what do you? What is it? What is it, Tiny? What do you think it is? It's Magnamon. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Because Ma- Magnamon, Magnamon can have massive DP on a level four body. Like he can be higher than some level sixes on a level four body, and he's got blocker and armor purge. Just insanely good level four. Armor rush is a very um, underestimated deck, just because, like I said, until I got beat up a bunch and learned how to play it um, in game, not in real life. <laughs> Uh, until I took a lot of heavy losses, it was like, oh man, like armor purge is really good. Like, and then once you get those armors in your trash, you go into Magnamon, and it's like, oh, he's 16k. It's like, what? I mean, he can be pretty brutal, swinging over a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, I put this guy on the field for two memory, and he's massive. Mm hmm. So now we can, I guess, go into like our level sixes. And usually I run some decks, I only run like two. But usually I try to keep it around the usually four range. Four to six. Four to six is where I like to stay. Yeah. It depends on what your deck is doing, but I am a firm believer in having that like niche alt mega yep i say five is a nice number because you get three of your main boss monster and then two that are like hey i can do this and and i also don't play a lot of level sevens but i also don't play a lot of decks that have access to level sevens like i don't play a lot of red i don't play a lot of blue so i don't get to play these 37 different omnimons Listen, that's not my fault, okay? <laughs> you just run I mean, Death X. Death X is technically could, bad. <laughs> I was going to say, you could run Death X in any color deck, or uh, for the other colors, you could run Merciful Mode, or you could run uh, Zwart or Zwart Defeat. Oh, they're my, they're, they're, they will make a comeback. I really feel... I'm holding on to mine strong and dear because they are just too good of cards like i feel like that's another thing when bandai makes a uh secret you may not feel like it's good at the time and you know of course power creep will power them out but those are two omnimon the battle for omni set made some made some stuff that's just hard to power creep out just because the abilities on them are like even the old ragnalord mons i've even seen like people now experimenting with the old ones again just because it's like they're good they're good cards battle of omni stock up on it that's all i'm saying it's it's one of my favorite sets (laughs) i'm telling you and now we can go are we going to go into options or tamers uh this varies a lot, guys. Options and tamers, like, 
It does. I'm a red player. We don't we don't deal with reading, all right? Okay. That's <laughs> true. Tamers tamers in red are pretty straightforward. It's either I boost your DP or I give you more memory or I give you extra security checks. That's that's the only red tamers that anybody uses. Unless you're playing hybrid, in which case you use the hybrid tamers. But I'm pretty sure he also and, gives you DP and or security checks. Yeah. So Yeah. They give you security checks if you evolve on them and make it there. Like if you make it in Emperor Gray, you're getting security plus one if there's five sources or on top of uh what's his face? And then it's like, oh yeah, I'm just beating your face more. <laughs> it's like real simple. Red red tamers are very simple, but overall, especially in blue, purple, um yellow and yellow. You're, sure. you're gonna have like the tamers there are all very strong and some of them will play to specific themes in that color like Sora and Joe in blue any deck that removes Digivolution sources you're always gonna run Sora and Joe because it's so good at stripping sources Um, for purple purple is very option heavy because it uses those options to access your toolbox in the dumpster over there. And there are tamers in purple that do a lot of stuff when you play options or they help you get options back from the trash so that you can play more options. A lot of the uh, purple plays a lot with the memory gain. And I think Mimi, Matt, they do a lot with options and like memory when your opponent does things. Yellow just has a large smorgasmore of just, um, which I don't think people lean as heavily because we don't see as much yellow as we used to. Um, they don't lean as DP reduction used to be my my nightmare. Fuck yellow, God, it's, I hate it's yellow. Still, it's still bad if you encounter yellow hybrid even now. It's still bad getting. Oh. getting getting DP reduced into oblivion still feels horrible. Oh look, you're more <laughs> Graymon X. He has plus security? Not no more, Venus Mon. Oh, he's 18k? No, he's not. He's 9k because of this, this, and this. They about DP reduced me into oblivion, and it's like... Listen, oh. if you're if you're playing against that hybrid deck, and they, they drop a Rise Gray X or a Sunrise Buster on you, it don't matter if you've got 18, 18k DP or not, you're going to zero. That card's gone. Mm-hmm. Which stares at my, like, three yellow decks yeah yeah man, fuck yellow guys <laughs> I, but but i but i like yellow i think it's fun i like a lot of the digi and you'll notice that too uh lots of digimon fall into those archetypes like rise graymon is he does have a red but he's mainly yellow he's mostly played in yellow decks yeah war gray red and you know i think that's me being a protagonist whore, I think that's why I fell in love with Armor Rush and Blue or Red. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Like, I think a deck I want to try to build now because I've been staring at Hexa Blaumon that's sitting on my desk for about the last 15 to 20 minutes. I really want to build a strip source deck. You know, that's one of Blue's big things is stripping those Digivolution sources and I think now, thanks to EX3 and getting the more uh, Paldramons and stuff, 
we can do that now even easier. Listen, all you need, all you need from, I think it was VT10. Was, is it VT10 or EX3 that has so rye? Uh, uh, EX3. Yeah. EX3. Yeah, dude, that, that card yeah. is cracked. EX3 also has um, a new uh, Chris Peldramon and yes. yeah. the, Peldramon the other one. Gym. Yeah. So now you have literally an archetype now because you can run four. You can have eight rookies now in that line. You can have eight champions in that line, and you can have eight. Like it just. Which, and, granted, the, the, new, um, the new blue Komon is just a vanilla. Yeah, so, but I mean, he he can still be useful for a memory choking though, because I think he's a two cost to play, right? He might be. Just just wait till you see my deck. I'm working on with the hybrids, with the Cory Kaku's and all that, and the DJ's evolving, and then um, you've got um, Zudamon that like when you just on play, or like he strips two sources. Um, you've got Gammon that you can play from your sources with. It's blue. That's that's something that blue hasn't done in a while. But I mean, that is a huge thing because you strip sources and then, um, if they don't have sources, they can't attack or block. And that's what Hexablaumon and uh, Chris Powell, Jamon, and all those kind of base their stuff off of. And it's you. It's toxic. I get it, guys. It's fun for me. It's toxic for you <laughs> if you're sitting across from me because you don't get to play. I do. We call them solitaire decks. <laughs> you just sit back and watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the stereotypical. So 12, 10, um, 6 to 8, and then uh, once again... 4 to, four to 6. 4 to 6, and then... The option cards are going to... What's left is if you're tamer heavy, you're option heavy, and red sometimes can afford to play more of those uh, level sevens, like your Blitz Omnis and your Omnimon Xs and stuff, because we don't run as many options or tamers. Yep. Unless unless red has an archetype-specific tamer that they need to run, generally speaking, they'll only run the tamer that is their memory setter and that'll be it then let's talk about black having archetype or just tamers that are just set in stone to one thing black uh-huh. got absolutely shafted when it comes to tamers the tamers in black are all they're almost all archetype specific and they're useless outside of that archetype or they're just mediocre in general and so it, when you're picking your tamers for making a black deck, if that black deck is not in an arc top geared for that tamer, you're gonna have a hard time picking tamers. Don't the get me started on Izzy. Suck. Izzy is like the most. I still, if he didn't set memory, he would be one of the most useless tamers in the game. Yeah, I mean, he's not even a searcher. It, there, no. there are there are tamers from the same generation as him that do the same thing, except instead of giving you a memory which is okay, don't get me wrong. But they add a card to your hand. Like Davis, Davis searches and gives you two cards. If Izzy only gave you one card after revealing the top three, 
Uh, that would be worth, I feel like. That would be something. Oh, yeah, it'd be awesome. But, like, what Izzy does is, like, you reveal the top three, and then you go, oh, my next three cards suck. Well. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he also doesn't put the cards on the bottom of the deck. He puts the cards back on the top. So you you reveal three, you look at them, you put them back in whatever order you want, but they go on top of your deck. Feels bad. <laughs> but they all not, they all are. Not, um... not, not if you play Skull Knight Mon and Mommy Mon. Because then you get to stack the top of your deck for your next reveal option, which half your deck does. So you, you play Izzy, and then the following turn you send Bond? Mm-hmm. Make Makes sure sense. your Sinbon's going to hit. That's Makes sense. Bad. Okay, so th- we found Izzy. Okay, so Izzy's not the worst tamer. Actually, ooh, I think that's Blue TK. <laughs> Now, now you've officially made it. Blue TK is officially the worst. Uh, I don't know, Black Joe. Oh yeah, no. Like even even Black Tie's good. Like he gets. Oh no, Black gonna... Joe was good when you know Big when Blocker was a deck. Yeah, yeah when yeah, you're rolling Big Blocker. But yeah, it, it it just goes into that. Black has very specific tamers yeah mm-hmm. like none they're, of they're... black's tamers are universal outside of like izzy it's like they are played in this one specific deck and that is it so you got you got you got the black joe you got the black tie they're played in the blocker type deck and then nana is pretty much relegated to dark nightmon uh so I would say I would say the closest thing that Black has to a, a universal tamer is probably Kazu, and that's just because Black has so many cyborgs and machines that Kazu can take advantage of. But even then, that's not universal because there are Black cards that are not cyborgs and machines that, if you don't have them, it does nothing with Kazu. Yep. I, I just thought of the question of the week. Vote on the most useless tamer and go. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> Who do you uh, think can, is the most we can useless get paid, tamer? We can get feedback and see what everybody thinks the most useless tamer Cause, is. Because there's a lot. There's one in every color that I can think of right now. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna say the one tamer that most people probably don't even know exists. Uh, Kenta. He may he may take the cake. I I know about him, but that's only because I bought a lot of EX two. <laughs> yeah, he he may be because his his boss monster for his archetype people people pull that boss monster from a pack and they look at it and they're like, well, that's disappointing, <laughs> and then move on. And he no, only works, works with Marine Angemon too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He he only works with Marine Angemon, and Marine Angemon is dookie. <laughs> yeah guys but uh, yeah that's gonna be the question of the week what is your what do you say is the least or the the worst tamer up to this point but i think i think we covered pretty good on how to build a deck we talked about like what like how your concept 
your numbers, your ratios, and then, you know, you're going to probably okay. fall into a specific color scheme. We, we did, we did leave off something, something very important. Whenever you're looking at your options and whenever you're looking at some of your Digimon slots, um, depending on what colors and archetypes you're in for the Digimon slots, but for your options, you always want to have at least a few options that are going to give you some kind of benefit whenever they get popped in your security. Whether that is a deletion effect to clear your opponent's board or a stasis effect to keep your opponent from putting further aggression on you for the rest of that turn or giving you memory to potentially end the opponent's turn on the spot. You, you want to have at least four or five options like that if you, if not more, if your deck has room for them because it's it's crucial to have that at least that opportunity to get something good out of your security and obviously getting a tamer out of your security is another thing that's very good but that's going to happen regardless of how many tamers you're running or what tamers you run because all tamers play themselves out of security if they get hit yeah but your guy forces is one of those security most well-known security bombs um ultimate ice wall Ultimate yeah. flare. I'd say uh, like and I don't know. And like by all means you can hard play these cards. Like I've had several games where I've hard played Ultimate Flare, but it's like you're gonna have option cards. You're primarily like you you only want to see them in security, but there's gonna be that moment that you you're gonna have to hard play it. Yeah. Yes. So like even if you're looking at like you know, we're gonna do options. You're like, man, that option's really expensive. It's like, yes, yes, it is. And you are probably only gonna hard play it a handful of times, but it's there for when it gets hit in security. When it gets hit in security, you're probably gonna win that game. Yep. And basically, every color has a really big security bomb option card that you want to see in security, in one way or another. Um. And some Digimon have security effects that's like, play this Digimon from security after battling it. Um, the blue card, blue card Cordramon is a really big one because it plays itself from security, and when it does, you get to draw two. Geogreymon. Nice. Yeah, Geogreymon pretty... is another one. Plays himself yeah, from security. Yeah, every color has it, like, uh, in Grandis, uh, a lot of builds play Sneemon. He's a... When he's hitting security, you suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. Like he doesn't come to the field. He doesn't play himself, but he has a security effect. So yeah. if they hit him in security, you're gonna suspend something else, which is going to spare you another attack in most cases. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna suspend that problem card that you need to get rid of. So you mm-hmm. suspend it so you can attack over it. Black has Chikurimon which D-Digivolve one, one of your opponent's Digimon when it gets hit in security. And also, we mentioned uh, Omnimon's Wart Defeat earlier. He's another card that plays himself from security, so you can potentially get a level 7 from security for free. Such a good card. But 
having having at least eight or so security bombs in your deck other than tamers i don't count tamers as security bombs even though they are beneficial from security but having at least eight usually 10 cards in your deck that you want to see in your security whenever you're under pressure is generally ideal so keep that in mind whenever you're building your deck options and potentially security security digimon you need to have some it just dawned on me and i realize now why you know we're talking about how important security you know not only is it your life i mean it's good to have stuff in there that you can use uh for free um but thinking about the virus imperial Dramon going into that fighter mode i think that's why they made the deck so clunky and i don't know if it'll ever get proper support just because of how powerful that final effect is like where fighter mode doesn't allow security to activate period I mean, that's really devastating if you think about it, because when you get to that combo where if you do hit your pieces and you Voltron into fighter mode in one turn and you're swinging for plus two checks with this massive body out there and then it's like, oh, I got a tamer. It doesn't activate. Oh, I hit guy force. It doesn't activate like it's that's pretty, pretty beast. Like some next level jamming. Well, I mean, the game's evolving. I mean, it really is. I mean, seeing that and it being very hard and like, you know, people just talking about how clunky it is. And it is clunky because you run four of everything we got right now with very few, um, any kind of filler in between. And yeah, because when you hit uh, into dragon mode, you're deleting uh, boards. You know, you're deleting pretty much everything besides one Digimon on the board. And then you can go into fighter mode who has piercing and really swing into that body if somehow it's suspended, killing what's left, and then going into security. I mean, it's a very devastating tower. Which I'm excited to poop on people with. One important thing after you have your deck, after you've got your 50 cards assembled, the next most important step is playtesting. Yes. Even if you don't have anyone to test against, like just sit down and do test hands. Like, just like I I couldn't tell you how many times I've just sat here at my desk shuffling, shuffling, and just dealing hands with uh, four great dragons just to. Just to see what my play would be. Like, is it an absolute brick? Can I play out of this hand? What are my next few turns going to look like? Um, then, you know, you've got websites like Untapped and you've got resources like they pop in, I'm sure. Join a Discord, join our Discord. You probably be able to find somebody that'll play test with you here and there. Webcam. But I mean, even if you or that person you don't have those options or you don't have people to test with just do test hands see how 
Yeah. Is it playable? If it is not playable, what can you change to where you're going to see more playable hands, more playable openers? Tabletop Simulator is really good because um, it is an investment in the beginning, but a twenty dollar and it goes on sale sometimes. But uh, the mod has gets updated very frequently. You know, usually when the set comes out, it takes them a little bit. But you can even make the cards yourself. They have all the PDFs usually within the first week or two. Um, before you go spend money on, you know a deck and buying $30 Xamon cards or $50 Xamon cards, uh, pop it in a tabletop simulator or untapped or something if they have it and see if you actually like the deck before you just go out and start dropping money on stuff. That'll help, if, especially because I know a lot of people don't have tons of disposable income, especially if you're new coming into the card game. Um, you might play other card games like me, so... Um, if you're not flipping cards and selling cards you don't use and colors you don't like, um, you know, you might want to test it before you go drop, you know, 150 bucks or, you know, hundred bucks on a deck. Oh yeah. Join our, uh, tournament. On challenge, speaking of yeah. playtesting, uh, December 3rd, Saturday, December 3rd, 6.30 Eastern Time, we're holding the Win-A-Box tournament in the Cataclysmic Cardboard Discord server. It'll be webcam, so it's online, of course, and um, yeah, you need to start playtesting for that so you can hopefully win that box of BT9 and snag you one of them splashing anything Death X Mons. Maybe. I don't know if it's in there or not. Not gonna guarantee you. You might get Alpha Mon or you can mode, but just saying, you might get two Death Eggs. You you could. That did that happen. Is a free tournament. Yeah, it's absolutely free. As long as I can afford it, I think I will try to make the first few free, and then funds, <laughs> and then we will. Then we we might have to charge them, but for now this window box is free, absolutely one hundred percent free. I'm hoping so. I'm gonna check these sleeves out, see how they are. Have you got yours yet, Maki? No, I got the email Tuesday saying they was coming, and it's Sunday. So I mean, hopefully they're in the mail. I get them Monday or Tuesday, one of the two. Hmm. We shall see. It took them a while to ship them, which was odd because they responded really fast. And then it was like, hey, well, you know, we'll send. And then it's like, hey, we've shipped them, which, you know, I don't trust me being on time. It's not it's not my staple. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we can. Get through them maybe some more price support that would be cool if they're worth it we'll see yeah i'm gonna run over them with my car i'm gonna put my alt art death x mon and run over it with my car see how it holds up 
I'm pretty sure I just heard a thousand gasps. <laughs> We're going to see if these bitches really work. All right, guys. We're going to make sure. Somewhere someone just started weeping and they don't know why. <laughs> Actually, there's probably people rejoicing as well. <laughs> One less, less death ex in the world. It's just, it's just Mikey holding on to death X like a sealed door. And I'm Elrond telling him to cast it into the fire. <laughs> Throw it <laughs> under your car wheels. <laughs> Destroy oh, it. But gentlemen, um, I've I've got to go. I got work <laughs> in the morning. It's ten thirty. <laughs> you know, I'm in the same boat. Hashtag old people problems. All right. Well, this has been episode seven of the Security Check Digimon TCG podcast. We appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next time.